0: you're listening to this is spinal crap the podcast about living well with spinal cord injury
1: remember if you heard it on this is spinal crap it's probably not medically correct so always check with your spinal unit or an appropriate medical professional
2: This is Spinal Crap. It's sponsored by Colourplast. Providing effective solutions for bladder and bowel management.
3: Hello and welcome to week five when we're going to be talking all about travel. Um, We all travel, whether that's day-to-day, just getting around, getting to work, getting to our various different activities, or whether it's international travel. So we're going to talk about all of those things. Uh, Let's say hello to all of the team. I'm Ruth Early, and today we have Grace Spence-Green. Hello. Ian Mackey. Hello. Rubaiyat Ahmed. Hello. Mark Henderson. Hello. And Chris Keogh. Hello.
4: Ruth, I remember last week um, you showed us some pretty brilliant animations that you'd made of all of they us. They were so
0: good. They were so so so. I <laughs> like them. Good. Excellent. Um, they real. were superb. But I
3: loved mine especially. I thought it was beautiful. I'm glad that you loved yours because I have had so many messages of people going, "Oh my god, that's outrageous! Why would you <laughs> make that?"
4: <laughs> I can't wait for everyone to see it. I hope we get some angry comments. I think that would be yeah. good.
3: <laughs> I like how they they you can see where you know, with yours, yours was one of the first ones I did and Rubes was one of the first and then they kind of got a little bit better as, yeah. as, as I got.
4: The production got. quality, definitely. Uh-huh. I'm not sure
2: how I feel about being a clown, I have to say, but there we go. <laughs>
3: yeah. oh. I'll
1: so, take
4: that. Well, with
2: the mask bits. <laughs> 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 Whilst riding a push bike. Mm,
3: yeah, I did try to draw a motorbike, but it wasn't yeah, happening.
2: that's right. <laughs> <laughs> a clown on the motorbike. Right, okay. My solicitors and I love
3: that. <laughs> that's how you ended up here, Ian. <laughs> <laughs> um, for any listeners who are wondering what we're talking about, I made some. I learned a little bit about animation. They're not particularly good, but they're funny. <laughs> I hope, um, and they are all up on um, Instagram and Facebook. So have a look at those um, because yeah, they're they're a little bit funny. Yeah, <laughs> they're excellent. Yeah, they very, are very good. brilliant. Good. I'm glad you like them. And can I just say a shout out there to my friend Rodrigo who made it all happen. He is uh, an animator who had a light box and he, he was staying at me for a few days so we just spent the evenings with like paper all over the floor. Every single one of those images was hand drawn <laughs> and we did it all in a light box and it was just a really, really good few days. So, um, yeah, great crack. Um, Grace, you wanted to say something from last week? Yeah, I just,
4: I think just on the question of dignity that we were talking about last week, I just wanted to kind of say I really think what we do every day, you know, in terms of our bowels and bladder is really fucking brave to be honest and, um, I know sometimes it can feel undignified, but it actually gives me a lot of strength uh, knowing I can do that and, you know, do that every day. And then, like, for example, I had to do a speech for the Aspire charity. Um, They had a big charity, sports ball uh, a couple of months back. And there was about 400 kind of bankers and lawyers in the room. And I was sitting there, I was so nervous. I was shaking before my speech. And then I just, I looked around. I was the only one in the wheelchair there. And I looked around and I thought, none of these people have ever had to stick a finger up their ass until every morning. So I just...
2: Well, not practically. Yeah, some might enjoy yeah, it. Some, some a might want to do it in their private point, life. But if you do, Ian, that's up to you. Some I of them might not, love doing it every morning. I
4: did not consider that, actually, at the time. Um, but yeah, good. I went in and I was like, I can do this. Easy. So, yeah. That's what I wanted to say. Yeah.
3: Good. Yeah. I like that. So guys, this is one that we actually talk about quite a lot amongst ourselves. Um, It's one of the basic things that we need to do is to get around. Um, Especially if, like us, you live an independent life. So I want to talk to you all about how you guys get around. Ian, let's start with you. Um, You are our resident petrol head.
2: That's very true, I am.
3: (laughs) How long did it take you to get back on the road? We know you had your injury on the road. Um, How long did it take you to get back on the road after the injury? As soon as
2: I left hospital. So I think it was a week, I think. Uh, So I bought the car when I was in the hospital. Uh, I then had it converted. A company came around and fitted the hand controls for me. And they installed a hand control on the right-hand side of the steering column. So it's basically push to stop and pull to go. So immediately I was on the road, just let my insurance company know it was adapted, Uh, let DVLA know. Um, They told me my license was still valid until they tell you otherwise. So I've since had my license back, which is all fine. Um, Before I took my car out for a drive on my own for the first time with hand controls, uh, I contacted BSM and had a couple of lessons with a guy from BSM, uh, which worked really well. That was originally... Orchestrated through the spinal unit, at Stanmore. Um, so hang
3: on. So BSM then have how do they teach you? Um, do they have so specialists? Yeah, trainers? so they,
2: they they have specialist trainers with cars, uh, hand control cars, uh, within their sort of um, company, and they you just phone somebody up who has a specialist car. They'll come round to you, and it will cost you thirty five pounds or however much it will be in your local area to have a, ha- a lesson with hand control car.
3: I got totally done by the guy, that, the guy that I did a lesson with. He charged me 70 quid. Really? Yeah. And the very first time we went out for a drive, he... Oh, I only went once because I wasn't giving him another 70 <laughs> quid. <laughs> uh, we went out and he's like, oh, I'll just drive down this way. Now, I was quite new to my area, so I didn't know all of the roads. And I didn't realize that where he was heading me towards was central London. And... <laughs> He brought me, for the very first time driving with hand controls, and he brought me to the roundabout at Elephant and Castle. <laughs> nice. Oh, my Jeez. God. <laughs> I tell you what, and a and, 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 and lorry kind of pulled out in front of me and I had to brake suddenly. And it was just terrifying. So, but after that, I knew if I can handle this, I can handle the hand <laughs> yeah, control
0: Pretty, Pretty much, yeah. If you can handle the moped warfare of Central London, <laughs> yeah. you can drive
4: anywhere, yeah. I had my uh, first lesson at Stanmore, yeah, with uh, BSM and the... The driving instructor, was not the most patient uh, man, shouted at me quite a lot. I was quite terrified. Really? And then um, we were driving around the car park and um, the one of the volunteers that kind of um, look after the car park came up to us and said, oh, I've seen you driving around. Sorry, you're not allowed to you know, do a lesson here. And the driving instructor said, no, no, she's a disabled inmate at the hospital. She's allowed to. <laughs> inpatient? <laughs> it's called an inpatient, actually. <laughs> I'm not (laughs) trapped here.
3: That put me off for (laughs) a (laughs) bit. I felt like an inmate
2: sometimes. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Jesus. I did kangaroo down uh, Harrow High Street on my driving lesson with hand controls, which is quite amusing. Almost into the back of a bus, but he moved away quite quickly. Right. <laughs> so uh, yeah, that was my experience on hand controls initially. But fortunately, I've got the hang of it now. Yeah, I love okay. it. I love it. I, I can never go back, and really? I think I'm much
0: it in my hands. Yeah, yeah, much. So a third. Oh,
2: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. you're giving me so much ammunition. I know. I set myself up there, didn't I?
0: Oh God. Yeah, well played. Thanks, Lloyd. <laughs> Even if I did make a full recovery, I don't think I'd go back to pedals. <laughs> I really, really prefer it that much. Yeah, see, I, I, I don't, brilliant. I don't like it
2: at all. Do you not? No, really? not at all. Uh, I, I really see, don't like yeah, it. Really it. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I, yeah, Do you I don't, get
3: a cramp in your right hand from pulling to accelerate? No,
0: no, because I can rest it on the on the door. So it's just it's so much easier. I me. drive a lot I on, much more on, control um, over the front.
2: on cruise control. Yeah, so the cruise yeah, I control use that buttons are on the, the steering wheel in my car. So mm-hmm. I drive a lot on cruise. Yeah, control. so do I actually. Yeah, that's. I really never helpful. thought just, of that.
3: That's a really good idea.
2: Yeah, then just keep one hand on the steering wheel, one hand on the on the lever, obviously. Yeah.
3: And um, Ian, for somebody who drives as much as you do or have done in the past, especially, um, tell me what happened on the day that we were supposed to meet in Stanmore and you never showed up.
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, I might have had a slight accident in my car because uh, instead of um pushing to stop i pulled to go and uh hit a car or hit a lorry <gasps> in fact i think it was <gasps> oh. so yeah only slightly so it no. was only uh it, it was okay it did was, you damage uh, the car just only, only a little bit it wasn't wasn't uh anything specific but uh, i think i had a flat tire which is why i couldn't uh, go any further so i had to stop and then attempt to change the tire in the situation the condition i'm in which uh was uh Slightly difficult, shall we say?
3: I recently uh, tried to um, put air in my tires and had five policemen watch me, and they could clearly see that I had a disability. And I was trying to—I got the warning sign while I was pretty far from home, so I didn't want to get on a motorway while I knew that there wasn't that you know my my tires weren't weren't pumped up enough. So I ca- called into a, a service station. And these five policemen stood there drinking their coffee, watching me hobble around my car and trying to put air in the tyres. Um, and I was very unimpressed. So there you go, um, Metropolitan Police, you guys hmm. suck. Hmm.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so if anybody anybody sees somebody struggling putting air in a tire, so give them a hand. Yeah.
3: I did have a very nice man, actually, because I didn't do it properly the first time because I was all, um, you know, stressed about it. So when I got home, I tried it again. Actually, Ian, I asked you about it, didn't I? To did. wh- wh- What the proper pressure should be. But then I had a lovely man came and helped me when I was a little bit closer to home. So that was nice. Mm-hmm. Um, Chris, you have a beautiful car.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Where, how did you get it?
0: Uh, on the Motability scheme, so uh, when I left, I had to inform the DVLA that obviously uh, certain limbs weren't working to operate the car. Uh, and then you file for Motability, who um, can take uh, some of the uh, monthly fee you get from your personal independence payment, depending on what you receive, and they will then subsidize that for um, to, to pay for a car and your car insurance. Um, so I went to... There's a, a list, if you go on the website, there's a list of cars that you can go for.
3: What uh, is that website?
0: It's uh, motability.co.uk, I believe. Yep. Um, and yeah, I was scrolling through there and uh, picked up a nice Mercedes uh, A-Class. And I left hospital in August. I picked mine up in November.
3: And the difference that the hand control mm-hmm. makes, mm-hmm. what does that mean to you?
0: Um, I really uh, just prefer the... The control I have over the car. It took me a good two weeks to really get used to it, especially when you're parallel parking. That that takes a fair while because I was crap at parallel parking to begin with anyway. Um, but uh, you have to have a knob on the steering wheel as well, um, so something you can grab obviously one arm and uh, easily rotate the steering wheel. Um, but uh, I mean, mine comes with a an accelerator pedal as well, so I can flip up. Um, so if Daisy wants to drive it, she can use it as well. Um, so it's it's been a lifesaver for me. I mean, I. If I didn't have that, I'd, there's no way I'd be fully independent and I wouldn't be able to go back to work and everything. So it's, it's, it's a life safe. It's a great scheme and I really recommend it. So
3: explain to our listeners then how you get from your wheelchair on the side of the street mm-hmm. into your car with your wheelchair in the car and all of that when you're on your own.
0: This is a good point. So I can upload a video of how I do it on our social media page, um, but I'll quickly talk you through it. Um, you, I get as close as I can um, to the car I go sideways on, hop into the passenger seat, put my legs in, and then I will stack up my wheelchair against the front door, um, take off both wheels, put them in the back seat, and then fold up my wheelchair and put it all across over my body to the passenger seat. Uh, but I will sort of lean my chair back a little bit, so it's really easy to get my wheelchair between me and the steering wheel, put on the passenger seat, shift myself up, move myself forwards, and I'm off. It hey. takes me. I reckon. I'm, I I like. You know, we get a bit competitive. I've got it. My time down for about two minutes to thirty to a solid minute now. But do you, do you, you, you have a, a personal best
3: for that as well? Oh, uh, yeah, I try and tell myself. Yeah,
0: <laughs> but yeah, it's just getting
3: there. I think that would be a really good video to have on social media. I think that oh, would yeah. help a lot of people. Yeah, mm-hmm. that'd be cool. Rubes, congrats on your new car. Oh, thank you. How are you enjoying it? It's uh,
0: lovely. I really like it.
5: Yeah, no, it's, it's a pretty good car. Um. Uh. It's easy to get, as Chris said earlier. It took me two weeks, about two weeks, as well, to get adjusted with the hand controls. I still rather drive with my legs because the feeling of driving with your legs and, and of course, driving a, a manual car is a completely different feeling. Mm. So, mm. in that sense, I miss I miss driving my manual car. Even though this one's a bit more powerful, I still wanna change the gears and redline the car and stuff. <laughs> so, um, yeah, but it made such a big difference because I was relying on my dad take me everywhere basically because uh, public transports. I I didn't use them before my accident so now that I have even a big excuse not to use them I'm trying to avoid them but um, probably will have to use them soon but independence came from me getting the car. (laughs)
0: <laughs> One point I will add on the hand controls, when you're getting them fitted, make sure you go to the fitting. Mm. Um, because once they are fitted, you can't move the steering wheel. Yeah. That's crazy. Um, Again, so wherever you do, make sure you're really comfy in how you're sitting, how you're holding the steering wheel. Um, just to make sure, because obviously you're going to be using it for however long. Make sure you're comfy and in it and make sure you
2: go to that fitting. And also, because Chris didn't do this, know which side your indicators are on. You might have might have to have a built-in indicator on the lever Oh itself. yeah, yeah, you can have one. Mine didn't come with that, so it's
0: just, it's just a nice little thing to have on the top yeah, of your makes, uh, hand control. I have,
3: I have on mine. What I found, I when I got my car, I totally panicked because what I didn't realise was that the uh, so I, I got a mini, but the mini showroom that I that I ordered it through uh, actually altered my steering column after the hand controls had been fitted. Oh, right. So when I went to drive my car, the when I was pulling to accelerate, it was like stopping because it was hitting off the steering wheel. And I couldn't accelerate. And Jeez. I didn't realize this is a problem. And I picked up my car in central London. I'm driving through like <laughs> Mayfair. <laughs> and there's like a hundred tour buses coming down beside me. And I wasn't able to like, you know, accelerate coming out of a, you know, a traffic light. And it was... Total, total chaos. It nearly put me off. And um, yeah, it took me a while to realize that actually it wasn't just my driving. <laughs>
4: <laughs> Grace, you're also getting a Mini. I've got one. Yeah, it's arrived. I actually had a similar experience to you, Ruth, when I was in central London, because I actually can't drive yet. I've got my um, test this month. But um, my mum was like the the head driver. So we went down and we got the Mini and she was like, oh, do you want to drive at home? And I was like, okay, you know, got my learner place. So I can do that. And she decided to take me through, um, yeah, central London. We went down Park Lane and then we went through Piccadilly Circus and we were both screaming at each other because she can't get the directions to work and the people like beeping at me. And oh my God, it was was a baptism by fire, I think, but it was probably a good thing. But yes, I'm practicing driving at the moment with that.
3: Grace. Um, up until you start driving your lovely mini, you have have you had to use public transport at all? Or do you? Um, luckily not because I have a Baytech
4: which is a motorized bike attachment. It's very easy just to attach onto the wheelchair and you can just whiz off anywhere. It goes I've been twenty kilometers an hour on it and I just whiz around London. It was I um, my friends were really generous and set up a You're giving fund for me. So I could fundraise the money to buy it but it's been the best do
5: you thing for me. use it on the pavement or on the road um because today I I had tell my... on the road that was gonna run over
4: yeah it it. I mean I tell my that parents wasn't I very use supportive it. of oh. you he was
5: so slow he was blocking out the traffic and I was late to come here so
4: I <laughs> know oh, I go far sometimes I go on the pavement but then when I get irritated by a lot of people I sometimes just
3: fear off onto the road and how does it work is it like like you just squeeze something, or is yeah. it like a hand bike? Oh no, I mean, no,
4: it's like a motorized thing, so it's got a what
3: do you call it, like a little
4: a thing, and then a brake, and you just accelerate. That's what you call <laughs> it, so just like just like a the motorbike
2: thing, twist so grips. Is it like a
4: scooter? It's like a, it's like a motor trike, I'd call it, because it's like mm-hmm. you've got three wheels. Because your little your front wheels, your wheelchair get lifted up. Okay. And you can just go... Mine is a mini Baytex, so it's kind of good for cities, but you can get one for, like, off-road and stuff. But it's been brilliant. I actually did fall over on it the other day, which was not the best idea. But luckily, there were about, like, 10 builders working on a site nearby, and they all kind of come, oh, oh, I'll help you. (laughs) you go. So they managed to get me up.
1: (laughs)
3: Mark, you don't drive.
1: Uh, I had a driving lesson with hand controls in Stanmore, Mm -hmm. Um, I've got a little car, um, which I haven't even got round to getting adapted yet. So I can't really decide whether I'm going to be driving much because I live in Hackney and, um, I don't really travel outside central London except to come and see you guys. (laughs) Um, It is pretty convenient, um, just to rely on black cabs and, accessible Ubers when they're available.
3: Wow. Okay, guys, has
5: anybody used public transport? No.
1: I don't think we did. did.
0: Yeah, no, I have, I have. Uh, so I work in the city, oh. and uh, if I have to go to a client meeting, I'll hop on the Tube. Um, but I will only do it uh, in midday outside of rush hour, because I did try to get on the Tube in rush hour, and it was an absolute nightmare, nothing I would try
3: oh, What What line were you on?
0: Oh, um, It was, was it
3: accessible. Like, can you trust it?
0: Yeah. So, there is. So, um, for those in the hospital, those, uh, perhaps, risen, injured, or it- uh, lately injured um, on TfL I believe there is a system that tells you which stations are accessible which mm-hmm. ones are not accessible um, I cannot remember which one I, I think it was on the bake- what's the black line is that the northern line Northern, northern, northern line. and
3: it's horrendous
0: yeah, yeah so um, I had a really bad experience where I got onto the station there was just crowds of people yeah. and the, the, the tubes were absolutely rammed to the breaches and, and I sort of came down to the station took one look at it and just I didn't even bother. I mean, but then normally, you know, I've I've gone at you know about eleven o'clock, twelve o'clock when it's it's less busy and it's absolutely fine. You, there's a, there's some parts of the station which are raised, so you can go straight onto the train straight off. And the stations that are accessible, I have to say, are, I have to commend to TFL. They are absolutely fantastic. Because there's lifts straight down, they're normally quite air cons, really easy to get up and and to. But the issue is, London is so busy, <laughs> just trying to find some. And the issue
3: can. is that for all the stations that are accessible, there are so many that aren't. I mean, mm-hmm. the, they're in the minority, the ones that have lifts.
1: I have actually been on the Northern Line because we I went on a backup course, backup charity for okay. a spinal injury, where um, about eight of us went from King's Cross to London Bridge on the Northern Line mm-hmm. at, in rush hour. So there was a sort of convoy of wheelchairs um volunteers supporters so um i think that's, that i think that's a reasonable way to travel though we did find it was much easier we did it the next day by Thameslink from St Pancras to London Bridge and overground is much easier
3: that's probably a really good way to start um getting confident about using public mm. transport for people who do plan to use it um, and those backup courses are... Brilliant. Yeah, very good. I use buses sometimes. So I think because the tube closest to me is so bad for accessibility that um, it's easier just to get around on a bus if I, if I have to use public transport. And in London, 100% of the buses uh, like have the kneeling ramps and the wheelchair spaces. And I think that's the same with a lot of cities and big towns. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, buses can be a good way of getting around if you need to. Um, But again, Backup is a great place to start if you're in the UK. Chris, you know a little bit about what Backup do. Mm -hmm.
0: I do, and uh, as I manage our social media channels, I follow them quite rigorously on Instagram. (laughs) And they do loads and loads of group days out, so they do trips to Edinburgh, big cities, where well, they go out with uh, experienced wheelchair users who will teach you how to go up and down curbs, get on and off the bus, on and off the tube, Brilliant. wherever you are in your local city. They are absolutely fantastic. So they do lots of that, and it's always on social media. And check it out on their website. They're always doing them around the country yeah. tube station, and or they whatever. do Ian, or every spawn you know. I assume
3: for, for you and I, Ian, it, you know <coughs> they do a walkers uh, group as well. So kind That's of it, teaching yeah. a little bit more confidence about about walking as well. And um, their website is backup trust.org.uk. Um, well worth having a look if you do have a spinal injury because they do lots of things for lots of different types of people, lots of different age groups. Um, and and definitely well worth having a look at.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Um, and for anybody who's not in the UK, because we know that we're getting more and more listeners. Um, from the US and. Really? Yeah, that's
0: amazing. Eleven oh. percent
3: of our listeners are now in the US. Who knew? So we're, gonna we're global. <laughs> <laughs> we've broken. The, we've broken America. Um, so hi, all of the people in the US that are listening, and in other countries, we have a, a variety of, of 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 people listening in in different countries. That's brilliant. Um, we had some from from Indonesia. No way. Oh my wow. god! Australia, yeah. New Zealand. We have France. Um, <gasps> Ireland hi Obviously. mammy <laughs> 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 all family, quite family <laughs> <laughs> on
6: repeat
0: <laughs> maybe we can chuck in a quick request for anyone in outside of the UK who is listening if you drop us a note on social media we can maybe flag your page or have something share something on, yeah. The, on, our, mm-hmm. on our Yeah, wish yeah, that'd be glum. brilliant
3: We'd love to hear from people, and inside the UK. We'd love and to hear inside everybody. the UK. of course, of course. But for the people outside the UK, we're, we're talking about, you know, back up there, who are brilliant. And I'm sure there must be kind of equals in in your country. But just be aware that there are supports out there. Um, and, and if it is a case of public transport and getting around, um, the best bet would be to go onto your public transport. Company's website, and mm-hmm. because um, I'm sure that they will have information about accessibility. Mm-hmm. Um, or maybe if you're in a hospital or you've got a community care service or something, somebody can advise you uh, on 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 that as well.
0: Yeah, just just going back to the bit about the bus, uh, right? and I'd be keen if anyone has also gone through this. I uh, I use the bus quite a bit while I'm around town, going into and from meetings, and uh, it's always awkward when you have a showdown with a mum who's got a push trolley in the disabled bay because you I really have a priority from from what I understand so you sort of like the bus pulls up and it's literally like I hear the Wild west tune in the background <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you make eye contact like, here we go. <laughs> She's going to move? She's not moving. <laughs> oh, here we go. Um, so you yeah. Cue Jeremy it, Vine phoning. Yeah.
2: You, <laughs> uh, yeah. Should and so, give way to a mother with a child in a frame <laughs> if you're in a wheelchair.
0: <laughs> I need to get on my phone. <laughs>
6: the uh,
0: other week, I, I came on and, and the lady wasn't moving. And I just, yeah. You know, I, I think you have to have that braveness to say, uh, excuse me, but I do have priority. Would you mind moving? And she was like, yeah, of course. We made a really big deal out of it. So I folded up the pram. and then had her little kid on the lab. And even the little kid was like staring me down.
6: And they sat in the seat
0: right opposite <laughs> me. So I'm there and I'm trying not to make eye contact. I'm looking Just stare at the ground. And my phone ran out of battery. So I was pretending. To, like, phone, so I didn't have to make eye <laughs>
6: contact.
0: <laughs> but do it. if yeah, Remember, you have priority. So, so be brave and ask them to move because they, they should.
3: I'm not as brave as you. I got on a bus recently and it was pretty crowded and there was people sitting in all of the priority seats. Right, And there are like, I don't know, six or eight priority seats. So, you know, people are supposed to move when Mm. somebody comes in with a stick or, you know, a pregnant person or an elderly person or whatever. Um, And these were, it was all different people, but mostly young Clearly, all able bodied, mm-hmm. you know, tourists. This young boy who was about 12, I wanted to hit him with my stick. <laughs> <laughs> so, I was like, I'd love one of those sticks, like, you know, what's the the, the Kingsman film?
6: Oh, yeah. It's like, oh, you yeah. know, and it's like, he's got
3: like a little sword oh, on yeah, the end yeah, of it yeah, or yeah, a little, yeah, little yeah. dagger or something. Yeah. I'm like, when I'm on the bus, I want one of those. <laughs> <laughs>
2: so, the best advice we can give is don't go out with great unwashed, get yourself a car. Yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you when know, you see Ruth come out of your stick, run. It's quite, yeah. it's quite simple, <laughs> <isn't> it, really.
2: <laughs>
3: Then you can't have a drink, Ian. Yeah. <laughs> okay,
2: point. you get a driver.
3: No <laughs> <laughs> driver? A driver, yes. Does my pip Does, payment just go just to my...
4: <laughs> 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 what I can say about um, public transport is trains. I found to be brilliant when I'm getting out of London for um, airports or to visit my boyfriend's family, they will... Um, they'll see you at the station, they'll call in to the station that you're going to, they'll know exactly what um, place you're, um, what carriage you're in and what exit you're getting off at and so they've always got a ramp available. So I found that to be really good.
3: Is it a good thing to book ahead, to book the assistance ahead of time?
4: Yeah, I'd say so. Every time I've gone, they've always been really helpful if I haven't booked,
3: but um, I'd say... Yeah, probably good best to book ahead always, or at least give yourself plenty of time. Be there super early. Yeah, um, I think that's the key to mm-hmm. everything with a spinal cord injury is to give yourself plenty of time for everything. Th- everything takes a little bit longer. When it comes to international travel, then or you know going on holidays, um, we've all kind of been doing all right. I think in that regard, uh, Chris, mm. you went to a stag.
0: I did. I did. So I went to Barcelona. Um, and I was a little bit hesitant before flying out, I'll be honest. Uh, so I got up to Gatwick, and uh, I didn't know, I always thought you just went on a different, you know, where, where everyone else goes. But you have to go with all the little babies and the kids and the push trolleys, which, you know, I was nursing a hangover that morning, because we had a few beers just pre-stag. And, uh, yeah, when you're surrounded by crying babies, that was <laughs> that was a bit challenging. But you go through, you know, you um, there's a separate... Um, sort of scanner. You go through to you know watching sit in your wheelchair. Um, so
3: did you book special assistance or did you go with your buddies? Uh,
0: uh, no, yes, I, I did book uh, special assistance. So when you book your flights, you uh, make them aware. I think there's a box that you tick to make them aware that you are a wheelchair user. Mm-hmm. So when there um, you get to the gate, there's already someone there waiting for you with uh, with an armchair. But as I was going through security, um, <laughs> I had to they they were scanning my shoes and uh, they took like a swab. And uh, they put the swab through the machine. <laughs> so they said, like, oh, something's some big stodge you have to just double check it. I was like, it's fine. And the guy was like, have you been doing any gardening? I just looked at him and was like, do I look like I've been gardening? <laughs> <laughs> really? <laughs> um, so, yeah, I went through that. Um, and I found it a really fine experience. Um, the, the only thing I, I think that was a little bit unnecessary was he put me in the aisle chair, but I didn't have to go down the aisle.
3: What's was, the aisle chair?
0: <laughs> yes, uh, good point. Um, so an aisle chair is a, oh, I guess a very thin, small wheelchair that you have to transfer on should you be sitting uh, like, say, the middle or just further down the airplane that you have to uh, transfer you on and they'll uh, take you down. It's a really sort of narrow seat. I found it quite tricky to go because I'm really tall. I'm about six foot five. So my knees were up into my face. but it's, you know, there's there's loads of straps. They're super safe. There's no way you can sort of fall out of it. But you transfer onto that and they hop you up on the plane um, and, yeah, take you to your seat and then you transfer straight on. Um, but I sat right at the front of the plane, so I have no idea why they put me in the seat because I didn't go down the aisle. <laughs> um, but, yeah, if you are sitting on the front of the seat, because I do because I always ask, like the little bit of extra leg room you get at the front. Um, yeah, it's the, the ones at the front don't have the flip-up armrests. They have the ones where the trays come out of the side. And you always have to sit nearest the window if you're a wheelchair user or have a disability.
3: Why is that?
0: Um, I think should the worst happen, they leave you on the plane. <laughs> so once everyone else is like, you know, out land the water, and else scan, then a slide. You're sitting there like, see you guys. <laughs> I'm going now on the ship. So you get a
1: good view of everyone else escaping. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So I had to hop over. So um, just a little thought: if you perhaps don't have too good arm strength, um, don't choose the first. And sense. what
3: happens with your wheelchair while you are in the plane?
0: So I was very lucky, and I watched. Um, <laughs> I watched them take down, and I was. Uh, I was sitting, and I was watching the guys uh, load it straight on. So they literally take it straight down. I, I thought they were going to take my wheels off and everything. No, they just put it on the conveyor belt stuck it in the uh, in the plane, wow. and then I got it straight off when I was uh, when I got to um, Barcelona.
3: Grace, you've travelled a little bit as well. Mm-hmm. Tell us about where you've been.
4: Um, so I went to France on the Eurostar, and I went to uh, Turkey and Venice on plane.
3: You didn't exactly pick destinations that scream accessible when you were travelling. I mean, we know you—we know you like a challenge, but Turkey and Venice are probably like—they probably scream, "Don't bring a wheelchair."
4: Yeah, I'm not. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. They're not the most accessible <laughs> places in the world, and we also didn't plan ahead at all.
6: Okay.
4: Um, so I'd like to make the point that actually Venice is accessible if you just pick the right bridges and you know don't go down the terrible back streets um, but there's always actually people to help and even if they're actually making it worse I found in Turkey um, there's, there's Turkish men love to help and they love to be in charge of things and so they they come up to you and go oh okay okay we'll, we'll take the wheelchair and so there's five of them like grabbing hold of me and I'm like no it's fine I don't need help and they'll just you know lift you wherever you want and stuff but, yeah, very irritating um, quite irritating but they're, they're just sweet bless them they're trying to help mm. um,
2: so men falling at your feet is quite irritating yeah <laughs> oh, <I see>.
3: sometimes <laughs> gets a bit gets a bit much sometimes
4: bit,
2: yeah. <laughs> it happens so
3: often <laughs> so how did you deal with the bridges in Venice like how did you actually physically get your wheelchair over them
4: so luckily I have a strong boyfriend Um, he's got he's very proud of his uh, legs quads moment <laughs> Um, so he would lift like piggyback me all the way And then we also were staying with friends, so they'd lift the wheelchair. He piggybacked you? Yeah. Oh,
3: wow. Mm, that's pretty cool.
4: Yeah. I mean, I
3: had a great time. Can that's actually it? a really handy way of getting around. I know. <laughs> I don't really need a wheelchair, to be honest. <laughs> you just need an Nathan. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Clone him and give him to great. everybody. <laughs> it was excellent. I'm going
0: to see if I can <laughs> find one of those massive baby pouches. <gasps> just <set up> <laughs> yes. So,
3: yes sir. All
4: right.
0: You do all the walking. And <laughs> I'll do the drinking. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'll imagine. do the
1: sightseeing.
3: <laughs>
0: you have to be like eight foot. I was going to say, you have to be yeah. very tall, Chris. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
3: Maurice, you're quite well-traveled. So what tips can you share with the rest of us who would like to see a bit more of the world?
4: Um, Well, one thing that I've noticed uh, recently, I actually luckily haven't experienced this yet, of um, when you get to the the airplane and they put your wheelchair in the hold. um, Every time I've had really great service, come back, my wheelchair looks perfect, nothing's wrong with it. But um, I follow a couple of um, quite kind of... uh, famous people on Instagram that have disabilities. One of them's Gillian Mercado, who's a model with spastic muscular dystrophy. Um, and after her electric um, chair was basically demolished um, by an airline, really? and she was left with months without a wheelchair, wow. um, she started a hashtag called um, Disabled Airline Horror. And it just like erupted with so many stories oh, of people no. just having issues like that. And, but so what I can say from that um, is some some really good tips would be to um, make sure, if, especially if it's an electric wheelchair, have a list of really clear instructions, preferably in the language if you can translate it to the language of, like whatever place you're in, um, of instructions of how to carry your chair, what bits you know to hold it from, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, and document everything. If you can, sometimes you can actually film from the plane them putting the chair on and you, oh, you, there's some awful videos online of oh, no. electric chairs just being like like falling off the um, carousel and things. But so film everything, take pictures of your chair, um, you know, when it comes out and then if something's wrong, social media, share it everywhere because that is the way that it gets airlines' attention and actually people have found that they really do hurry up with you know, their service and fixing your chair if you, you know, make a big deal out of it, basically.
3: Okay, that's probably a
4: really good I'd, point.
2: Uh, I'll just add to that and worked on, or in an airport for the past 30 odd years and haven't seen many people's bags being run over by baggage trucks <laughs> and oh lorries God. and all sorts is put your wheelchair into a bag, if you can, a wheelchair bag and clearly put Uh, your address on it everywhere. Just stick it on Mm. to the wheelchair just in case it does get lost. At least then when somebody opens it up, they can see it's got an address and your phone number possibly. And it should get back to you eventually if it does happen to go missing.
3: Um, So far, all of us have really only travelled kind of around Europe. But how do you deal with long haul flights? Grace, I know you're planning...
4: Yes, I'm going to Australia in December. Very excited wow. um, to see your the family. Um, so what I've, I've kind of asked around for, you know, some tips. Um, I think the main things are um, things like indwelling catheters are important. So yeah. make sure you're being really hygienic when you um, put one of those in and you've kind of got all the supplies with you and like spare Things and everything like that.
0: I believe you can get a district nurse to help you as well yeah, if you're on that.
3: Um So basically you're saying that if you're going on a long haul flight, you want to get an indwelling catheter. I mean, I wouldn't know the first thing about how to put in an indwelling catheter. So you're saying get the district nurse mm-hmm. to yeah, come um, out and or you go to them and they'll put it in for you. Yeah.
2: Yeah, they
4: yeah or they'll you. teach you how to put it in, okay. um,
2: which is really helpful. Would Spawn Unit show you how to do that as well or not? Yeah, yeah. They so would, you're an
3: outreach day? nurse
4: at Spawn yeah, yeah, Unit, okay. they'll they'll mm-hmm. help. Um so yeah, do that. Um, make sure you have spares of everything. Um, airport toilets usually, disabled ones are quite clean, so yeah. you can kind of rely on that. Um, so I would say an indwelling catheter for the duration, just so you're not, you don't have to worry about that. Um, and also, um, people were recommending that you make sure you carry like a stockpile of all your medications and equipment in your hand luggage, just in case anything happens to your um,
3: hold luggage. Okay.
4: Um, I think that's all I've. That's really
3: good. I'm so hopefully far. going to go to the to the states in in December. So to eleven percent of listeners, <laughs> hit me up. I'll totally come hey, meet you. you have a meet
4: up, <laughs> Yeah. Well,
3: I'm kind of thinking. Hopefully, I'm being a little bit more careful about my plans now because I, yeah, I've had some, you know, travel fails recently. Um. So now I'm, I'm actually going to try and properly plan it. But I'm going out to family again. You know, I'm going to stay with someone that that that, that I know. And then I'm going to travel around a little bit to people that I know. And nice. they're going to take me on road trips. And we're making little plans now. So I am doing all the stuff that I love doing. Mm. Going to go on the road trips. Going to see as many cities as I can. Yeah. Going to do all that stuff. Going to spend Christmas out there. Yeah. Um, and okay. I have a great plan in my head for what it's going to be. But after some of the pretty epic fails that I've had recently, I am... Um, Slightly concerned about it. Do you know, travel never bothered me before. I was always really excited about it. But I think, um, yeah, so I had... so Amsterdam didn't go... You know, I was in Amsterdam recently. It didn't go quite as well as what I had expected. So, yeah, it was... Uh, I had planned to cycle a bike. Mm. And... Um, but then I got really bad nerve pain. So again, I was out mm. the first few days I was staying with a friend and that was all cool. We had a great time. But then the minute I left her and I went to meet other friends and stay in the city, the minute I was out of that kind of comfort zone, things all started to go wrong and I got really bad nerve pain. I was trying to be all able-bodied about it, thinking, oh, sure, I can walk. I'm fine. Yeah. <laughs> no, I was not fine. <laughs> and Amsterdam is not the city where you go, no, oh, let's I just get an Uber. It's like, yeah, I'll get an Uber if I walk a mile to where I can get an Uber <laughs> to pick me up. So because it's so pedestrianised and and cobbled and everything it was a nightmare and I was trying to keep up with everybody else and I was trying to hide the fact that it was so difficult and I just got the worst nerve pain imaginable and like I ruined it for myself I ruined it for my friends they obviously never said that but I know I did you know and they were limited to what I was able to do so I was really really annoyed and I never got to cycle my bike that really annoyed
0: me (laughs) at least you got some easy medicinal so, you know, yeah, help I was gonna say, nerve pain, I'm sure gonna you know, when with. you're in
3: pain, there's
0: <laughs> I wonder why your eyes are really red in the photos.
3: <laughs> well, you know,
0: but you did cycle in London, though, from what I've seen.
3: I did,
0: I think that I deserves did. a round of applause. Yeah, that's pretty
3: cool. nice. So, yeah, I was really disappointed after Amsterdam, but um, I so I'd been practicing. Because I knew I was going to Amsterdam, I had it in my head, okay, this is gonna be a great opportunity to get on a bike, which sounded absolutely crazy, but thank God I have a physiotherapist, same one as you, Chris. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and she is a little bit crazy. She's, a legend. she's yeah. fabulous. Hi, Kaylee. <laughs> 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 we know she listens to the podcast. Um, but yeah, she's really good. And she was like, Yeah, cool, come on, let's do it. Just nothing phases her. So um, yeah, so we practiced it and turns out it's actually easier to balance on a bike than it is on your feet. No way. At least I found it was. I think it's because you're doing a lot of the work with your upper body and your arms. And you know, and it's weird because you can't feel your bum on the saddle and you can't Mm. feel your feet on the pedals. And you just have to trust your brain that yes, they're in the right place and just keep going. And like, yeah, my feet were flying off everywhere. And Hmm. you know, and and I did kind of wonder, was I sitting properly and all. But So basically after Amsterdam was such a fail and I never got on the bike, I came home, took me about a week to recover. I was, oh, I was in an awful state. But then uh, my friend Kate and I went out to Battersea Park and we rented the Santander bikes. Once everything had settled down, I was like, I'm doing this now. Mm. And we went out and we just had a great time. We spent about an hour just cycling oh. around. And I was cycling down all the lanes that had the big no cycling signs and I had people shouting at me. And I was just like giving them the finger. <laughs> I can cycle! <laughs> It was epic. It was epic.
0: We'll put the video on social media. Look at the smile on Ruth's face. It is amazing. Well done. Thanks.
3: There's a great um, travel company, disability travel company called, um, The website is www.disabledtravel.com. And I was actually amazed at just how much there is available for all kinds of travel styles, you know, for friends, couples, families, whatever. Um, and just all the destinations. Because I think after Amsterdam, I kind of... Felt a little bit like, oh, actually, I can't travel independently. This is, you know, which, you know, was really awful. I was actually crying on the plane on the way home about it because I was just so, like, frustrated. Wow. Um, so I, yeah, so I looked up this company and um, just did a bit of research on them and they're, they're really cool. And I just thought, this is what I need to do anymore is I actually need to accept the fact, tr- stop trying to be all able-bodied about it and accept the fact that I have limitations mm. and, and, and adjust my travel style. So the fact that there are companies out there that will help you do that is, is pretty cool.
2: And it's about doing a lot of research as well, isn't it? I mean, going down yeah. to Cornwall recently, uh, we went to Summerlees Beach in Bude, And they've, unbeknown to me, or wouldn't have known, I suppose, but they have a beach chair for disabled people to be able to get into the chair transfer and get down well, to the They're the, the ones sea. with, like, the huge wheels. Yeah, whales, yeah. Right? yeah, yeah. But not many people knew about it. Yeah, right. and he's only talking to somebody who was a surfer there who said, you want to go up to the station there and hmm. speak to the guys about the about the beach chair that I, that I then knew. So it, it, you have to do a lot of research, I think.
0: Yeah, yeah I've seen loads of um, disabled beaches in like Spain and, and lots of other locations. I did not know that was the thing. Oh, they have well, a huge no. disabled toilets right next to them and they're all like wooden walkways. So you can go and sit on the sunbed that's on the wooden walkway. so you don't have to worry about. You can enjoy, you know, the sand and the ocean, but, you know, don't have to worry about getting your wheels trapped in the sand, which I've done, and it is annoying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, sand gets everywhere, yeah. it gets everywhere. <laughs> yeah.
3: I'd love to, like, do a big road trip. I've mentioned this to you before, Ian, but, mm. you know, and, and I probably will again. I'd love to do a big road trip, like, around the UK and just, like find out all of the different things that there are that are really interesting and that are make those parts of the UK worth visiting for people who have a disability or need a wheelchair yeah, yeah. or whatever. Ooh,
2: that's a great um, idea, by the way.
3: Yeah, and if there yeah. are like activities and stuff in, in every different area, because yeah, there's, yeah. like no matter how small a place is, the place I'm from at home in Ireland, is called Leitrim. <laughs> Hi, I'm Leitrim. Hi, <laughs> Mammy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, and you would think that there's nothing to do there because it's like the least populated county in Ireland. It's kind of the butt of the jokes. But it is incredible. There's so much to do there. And when I went home at Christmas and I had, was in my wheelchair, I I thought, oh my God, what am I going to do now? And, you know, I'm not going to be able to do anything. I was able to do everything. There's brilliant, like, you know, walkway on, on a lake. It's like a floating boardwalk. It's beautiful and it's like really accessible and th- like loads of things. But I think it's the same in every small part of mm. the UK or Ireland, that there are those places that you just don't know about because okay. you know nobody's, nobody's told yeah, yeah. you or nobody's found them yet, so maybe we need to find them for everybody.
0: Spinal Crap roach? oh, yes! Oh my, that goodness. would be
3: so good on the spinal crap on the road. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about this later, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Shall we play the Wheelie Clever game?
0: We should definitely play the Wheelie Clever game.
3: Here we go. Woo! (laughs) (laughs) Guys, we're on week five. This is this is running so quickly now. Rubes, I'm gonna start with you because you know, we need to get you up onto the board. So on a hard one, Hard question. Hard question. Okay, right, Rubes. Whose first gig was a Britney Spears concert?
5: Oh, uh, my favorite victim's Chris, but <laughs> it's always me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. I don't know. Everything that you say inspires me, Chris, but <sighs> let's go for Grace.
3: And so, with this game, as we know by now, um, every time you get a question right, you hear this sound. And every time you get a question wrong, you hear this sound.
5: What am I and so,
3: hit? Rubes is.
5: It's Chris, isn't You're it? Right, <laughs> <with her>. <laughs> <laughs> So, on, oh, this a is the
1: girl.
0: funniest. <laughs> okay. Great gig as well. Just it's... as she released her Toxic album, unreal. Oh, oh really? That would have yeah, been cool. How old are you then? 18. Oh, 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 as a disclaimer, as a, no, maybe I was about 16 actually. Um, I, you know, one of my... Uh, Good friends, Josie, her and her mum had a spare ticket for me and my friend, and we went, and it was absolutely fantastic.
2: I just want to point out Maz, who's recording us here, just shrugged his shoulders and shook his head because he didn't quite (laughs) understand why you would go to a Britney Spears concert. Why not? What are you saying about Britney Spears? (laughs) What's
3: wrong with that? I love Britney, she's awesome. Yeah,
0: exactly, yeah. Um, Quite down, quiet boy. Grace, you're jealous,
3: Grace. I already have the white tap on your little picture for oh, the leaderboard, um, so that's very cool. Because I know you're going to get you. it right. Um, question for Grace: Who had their nipple pierced for about ten years? It's going to be. Ian. <laughs> yeah.
6: Of course,
3: Ian. and we think that is.
1: Oh, what do you right? mean he's <laughs> Why is that so no, obvious? Yeah. No, so easy. Uh, quite
4: easily been Mark. <laughs> okay, okay.
0: What colour did you have the the uh whatever it's called? Black. The uh okay, oh, right.
4: Silver. A black.
6: And how old are you With when you had the black, this black
0: done?
2: Ball.
6: And How
0: old were you? Uh 21 when I got it done. Yeah.
2: You get and were you sober? Uh I was, yeah. I got it down and I took it out and I got it I got it back in what? again.
3: Um Mark,
2: his yeah. a question
3: for you. Who got married? 22 days before their injury.
1: Before their injury. Okay, I'll have to do a process of elimination. I'm married, by the way. Ian?
3: Well, who's married around the table?
0: Ian, your final answer? Uh,
6: Is it
1: your final answer? Well, I'm not. Rupes isn't. Grace isn't, Chris is getting married post-injury. So is Ian? Uh, is Ian. <laughs> Woo!
0: Hey, finally! Oh no, you really got a point. Marcus, <laughs> Marcus, days, dude, Marcus, Mark is in yeah, yeah, second Marcus place,
3: oh, God, I will have you point all know. Yeah. Chris.
0: Yeah.
3: Who fell off a block in their wheelchair? Fell off a block? Fell off a block.
0: As in like a... Like it was a big...
1: A big block. Not a tower block. Or... Yeah, yeah, A, a Lego yeah. block.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh... not, not a tower block. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm going to go with Rubes.
5: Are you? It
0: was...
3: was that correct, yes. Rubes?
0: Yeah! <laughs> it's Which block was it? Grace
5: was there when you hopped in. Was this? Oh, the training?
4: That. Was this like oh. the curb training. Yeah. yeah.
5: Oh my god, that was so funny. Backwards or? No, no, front was, like, frontwards. Like <laughs> it was like it was this it was this most low mode thing that anyone ever seen. It was like, <laughs> I popped off and I know I'm going down, but obviously you can't feel your legs. So yeah. I tried to hold on to the side of the. Yeah, the I thought balcony. you were gonna
4: fall off the balcony. Yeah, and then
5: mm-hmm. I hold on to it, and then I just low mode went down. Onto the floor and <laughs> just and then just you fell started. for so
4: long. Yeah, I fell
5: for yeah, I fell for so long. And then long. you didn't
4: want to get up. You're like, oh, this
3: is great. We should be on the floor more often. Okay. And my final question is for Ian. Yay. Ian, who is going to dance to this song at his wedding?
2: What I'm actually not sure. So the process of el- elimination. <laughs>
0: I would say Chris. (laughs)
2: That
0: is too
3: funny. Where's your little (laughs) crooked man? Oh there he is. Okay.
5: Too much.
3: (laughs) (laughs) That was hilarious. Okay, and that is one for Ian. Yay!
0: Yay. Race for second place is on.
3: Oh my god, Rubes, you are literally the only person with nothing. So at the moment, whoa, in the penultimate week of the Wheelie Clever quiz, Grace has a full house with fives. Ian has three. Chris has three. And Mark has three.
0: Oh,
3: Oh, this is exciting.
0: Is it?
3: It's very, very exciting. Can't play
0: that Miss (laughs) Holofan.
3: So guys, before we go today, let us very quickly give our words of wisdom to people uh, listening about travel. So I'm going to ask you all, what travel hacks or advice can you share with your fellow spinally injured? Chris?
0: So on the topic of apps, there is another one uh, called fuel service, which is really handy when you're in the car. Um, So rather, I think if you're on that road trip and you're running out of petrol and you're like, oh crap, this is going to take forever to get the wheelchair out, fill up, go into the shop, or um, some other people like beep their horns and just flag their blue badge to the shop assistant who hopefully sees it and comes out and gives you a hand. Um, you can uh, press like the, the button on the app and it will alert the people at the petrol station that you're on the on your way, and they'll keep an eye out for you. So when you arrive, they'll come out and provide you assistance immediately. So no, you know, having to worry about any of that it is fantastic.
3: So is it like participating petrol stations, or does every petrol station have? A
0: Believe system? it's participating ones. But it will flag on the app which ones uh, yeah. are participating. So yeah, it will give you like this one's the nearest one to you. You can. Uh, Press it and it will alert the petrol station that you're on your way, and they'll keep an eye out for you. For when you're really and give good, your hands, that is amazing. Is a good hand.
3: And is it quite common then, like, or is it kind mm. of a case that you might have to travel a few miles to find one, or are most people are a lot of places taking part? Now? There's loads on there, yeah. It's yeah. brilliant,
0: yeah. 100 check it out. Oh, I'm
3: gonna get that. Yeah,
5: yeah it's great. Thank you, Bruce. Um, I'm not the best person to give travel advice because I haven't travelled much. But if you can get a car, get a car, it makes life so much easier.
2: I would say, if you're applying for your blue badge, wait till you get your PIP first, because it makes it a hell of a lot easier applying for your blue badge after you've got your PIP.
3: Perfect, thank you, and Gracie. I think,
4: ask for help. Uh, there's an unbelievable amount of help out there. Um, and don't go to Venice, there are too many bridges.
3: One thing that I think is really important is to get travel insurance. Um, I think it's very irresponsible of us now in the, in the positions we're currently in to go anywhere without it. You know, before it might have been something that you would chance, but definitely not now. And I actually was really surprised with how easy it was and how cheap it was because, I mean, there are are like comparison websites which are specifically for disability insurance. And um, I think I got one like 80 quid for the year with really, really good cover and like worldwide, whatever, um, and covers you for like 5 million pounds worth of, you know, medical expenses or whatever it might be. But I think that that would be my little word of wisdom to people: get your insurance. Um, it's really easy, and there are loads of companies. That Great do idea!
2: It. Yeah, definitely.
3: Um, and so, guys, that for this week is it. Next week we're going to be back, and we're going to be talking about work, our favourite topic. Mm. Um, <laughs> mm. But for now, that is goodbye from us. Um, until next time, this is Spinal Crap. Wee. Bye. Bye.
4: Bye thanks for listening to this is spinal crap and thank you to our sponsors coloplast if you like this week's show please be sure to subscribe and follow us on social media